This podcast is sponsored by allposters.com. With a selection of over 1.5 million images, All Posters has something for every budget and decorating style. Go to CheapSeatReviews.com, click on the banner, throw a bunch of cool art in your cart, and use code 25FLOWER at checkout to get 25% off your entire order. That's 25FLOWER. Check them out today, and thanks for the support. The week before I met you, I nailed two crooked real estate agents and a guy who was beating his kids to death. So if some Houdini wants to snatch a couple swirls of paint that are really only important to some very silly, rich people, I don't really give a damn. You and I, we live on West Coast time From the left-hand side of my bed Hey, I'm inclined to lie awake all night With my heart on Well, hello. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. And and sometimes that means good movies, and sometimes that means bad movies. Um, we'll get to that. We've just been on a, a bit of a roll lately. Yes, we have. With, with, with some, some, okay. some movies. Uh, this yes. is episode 20, and today we're talking 20. Dude, we've been doing this for 20 episodes. I actually almost can't believe that. Um, no one... The uh, FCC hasn't stopped us yet. I'm yeah, impressed. Uh, either that or they just don't care. Sent about well, the fried chicken speech. club. The, the, what the Kentucky the fried what? chicken club? <laughs> then that what FCC? What? Is. Oh the, yes, that's what the FCC stands for. Yes, I thought fried I didn't know there was a, a, a reference. <laughs> I was like, to, where was he going with? I didn't that? know there was a reference to number twenty and fried chicken. I just wasn't knowing. Uh, today's episode is the 1999's Thomas Crown Affair. The Thomas Crown Affair. Uh, not the 19, I think, 68 version, but... Uh, that would be correct. Yes. Not to be confused with a Thomas Crown Affair. Or an Thomas... No, no that's, that's not a word. Um, no, not, so a I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Chad, don't speak English, Evans. Or doesn't oh, doesn't they, speak English, Evans. But the rest of them do. I screwed up my own joke. Uh, Cornelius. Cornelius, that's a nice see-through dress, Logan. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> And Sam, who crashes a hundred thousand dollar boat because he likes to splash Vector. Yeah, it's just a lease. <laughs> it's a rental, so it doesn't it's matter. It's a rental. He's got it's the he's got the five dollars. I've got insurance. insurance. Yeah, he's got yeah. the insurance. So pull up a big brown comfy chair and let's dive in. Why's it got to be brown? Uh, because <laughs> because well, now the, that I said, now that I said that, I actually didn't mean it the way we think it. <laughs> Thank you. Just because our logo is brown. Doesn't mean yeah. that. Oh, anyway. yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's that's all that we meant by that. So going um, back to diving in, right? Diving in to oh. this movie. This is the Thomas Crown Affair. Clearly, you can if you've been listening to us for the last few weeks, you can already tell that we are in a way better mood this week <laughs> than maybe last week or some other episodes when we weren't really excited to talk about the movie, or we all just had really good days and we're just excited to be hanging out with each other. Either way, I'm really glad for. Whatever's about to happen. Um, Thomas Crown Affair. Here we go. So uh, this was just a movie that was on Netflix. We all wanted We just kind of picked it. And um, so, I, again, I'm going to ask the question, as I do every week, when was the last time you saw it? What's your first impression? Does it hold up? Chad, go. Well, before we do that, uh, what is the Thomas Crown? Oh, what is Thomas Crown? I'm glad you asked. Well, um, uh, Thomas Crown Affair is something that uh, somebody said once. 
A very rich and successful playboy amuses himself by stealing artwork, but may have met his match in a seductive detective. And thank you, Catherine. Uh, wow. Yes, it's a seductive detective. Um, that's not the words I would have used, but no, that that works. I didn't think she was a detective. crazy biatch. Actually, she is a mind. little crazy. Yeah, yes. I mean, she lights. She sets a painting on fire. Good gracious, who does that? Uh, so, Chad, go. Um, never seen it before, so this was well, a a first run through it. Um, ho- hopefully, most- you didn't watch it at work with students nearby. Oh, why not? Sure. <laughs> I can think of two reasons. Yes. <laughs> I can think of two very clear and yeah. sometimes well, yeah. translucent le- reasons through a dress. Yeah. Uh, oh. Very poignant reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I, yeah, I think we all have earned a point so far. Um, okay. Yeah, so you haven't seen it before. Never seen it before. Um, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was, uh, um, I thought it was interesting. Um, I liked the the spy esque ness of it, um, almost uh, reminiscent of James Bond there at the at the very beginning, uh, for the anti James Bond because he's actually stealing something instead of saving something. Um, now, but he ends up with a pretty girl in it anyway. But uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right, cool. Uh, Corny, I have seen this movie in bits and pieces. I've never seen it all the way through. I've watched. Um, uh, I, I've watched the opening sequence. I have watched the uh, on the beach sequence, and I have seen uh, the right before they go into the final. Uh, b- before he does the uh, leverage esque move to uh, <laughs> uh, get the painting back into the building. Um, but no, I've not seen it completely, and uh, I, I, I was very, very pleased with this movie. Um, it, like Chad said, it's uh, I like the uh, the espionage type of, of of feel that you've got going on. Uh, I thought Renee Russo was uh, her her character was uh, a little much. Uh, it actually kind of bothered me. It kind of took me out of the uh, the film a little bit because everybody else seems normal, and she's like. Oh, look at me. I'm just going to come into this crime scene and do whatever I want. What law? F the law. I'm going to do what I want. So it just kind of took me out of uh, that. But anyway, I, I, I enjoyed this movie. So she kind of said, oh, that was a, that was a perfect toss up. Oh, oh, um, <clears throat> her. No, this movie. no, wrong one. Oh, she kind of said about the law. Oh, 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 um, I'm the law. There it is. <laughs> there. there it is. Sorry. Uh, Clearly, we don't get together ahead of time and discuss what's going to happen, which is part of the magic. Yeah. At five yes. minutes into. Sorry, it, Chad. I wasn't a reference. Yeah, I wasn't on the script with you. We're on page uh, three a, now, right? Oh yes. Okay, yes, page, page three. All page right. Three. So page four now is Sam. Oh me. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. It was. It was kind of on my list of of classics from the '90s that I liked and. And I haven't seen it in in probably over ten years, uh, to the point where I forgot how it went. I knew the general plot details and kind of what what would happen, but I forgot how it would happen. So it was kind of a pleasant surprise to come back. It's kind of like that weird movie amnesia you get sometimes with some of these things. Uh, really enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know. Some movies, it it it, you know, you you watch it the second time. At least in my 
my case, and it's like, oh, wait, I totally forgot about how this scene scene goes. Um, but, uh, you know, this movie, it was kind of like with my memory, it's, you know, like having the, the headlights on and uh, clicking over to the high beams um, <laughs> a few times to uh, <laughs> well, to man. get it. <laughs> to get going and uh i enjoyed it i i it's it's not one of my favorites but by golly it's a lot of fun when you combine the heist movie with a um, like you chad said like a spy thriller um with a whodunit really as well um was a was a lot of fun I, and i i enjoyed this one well we know who done it i mean we watched him do it so yeah yeah but that's okay well cool uh this uh i've seen this many viewings Back in the in the nineties when it came out, and sometime in college, I watched it a couple of times, but I haven't probably again watched it. Yeah, probably eight nine years, whatever. So I too had kind of had that. I knew what the movie was. I knew how we got to point A to point B. Like I knew all that stuff. The stuff that I forgot was all the nakedness. I don't know how I forgot <laughs> Renee Russo's ass and boobs everywhere in this movie. I just forgotten that somehow, and so. Um, good for you. Good for you. I, I guess I don't know. I was just, that a pleasant surprise for you? It kind of it kind of was, and I was home by myself watching it, and so I'm just you know <laughs> having a good time, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's right. There's nakedness in this, and there's a pretty uh, pretty uh, intricate sex scene on those really uncomfortable stairs. So <laughs> so there you go. So let's so let's um let's yeah let's get into it. Uh, I I I've started really having fun creating games with the movies that I'm watching as a way of kind of help passing the time. If a, it's either boring or B, it just gives me something to think about that we can talk about later. So I, I found a drinking game with this movie. <laughs> you could take a shot every time Rene Russo's character takes a drink of something and you would be plastered by the end of this movie. <laughs> Did you guys notice that she drank she a lot? She always of? had a drink in her hand. I actually, is, she, is she a little like the Brad Pitt character in Ocean's Eleven? Right. She's just always eating, only she's drinking? Yeah, but the Brad Pitt character in Ocean's Eleven had a point. Like there was a, yeah. a it was, it meant something. I don't know if it was just because, um, in the midnight before, like I think was it either strip cheese or showgirls. I think it was showgirls. I can't remember the director, but he made a very big point of that movie is that we don't have to have people smoking on camera. You know, people a lot of directors do that. We don't know what the, then they should they should be doing something with their hands, so we will just have them smoke, and mm-hmm. they and they stop doing that. So in this case, she just drinks every damn thing. So. Just bear with me. I actually literally wrote down every time she drank something and what it was. So we start off with breakfast goop, then coffee, then the Diet Coke, then another coffee, vodka rocks on the twist, with a twist, champagne, espresso, more breakfast goop, soda, maybe, we're not sure, it's in a styrofoam cup, tea, something at dinner, and then the airplane drink. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of drinking in one movie. So anyway. Uh, so that was my drinking game. But I, could, I have another game for you guys. And oh. this is going to be the game from now on. This is going to be a new thing. You know how I kind of try to shoehorn my Star Trek connections in? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the only nerd that cares. But I am going to do this, something that you guys all, I think, find interesting. Anytime I find a, a character that was in a comic book movie, I'm going to write it down. So I'm going to start digging into the characters and, and these actors and see if I can figure it out. So I wrote down three people who were in comic book movies or TV shows. All right? Okay. So the first two I think are pretty freaking easy. The third one you guys won't get. Anybody got a guess? Corny, you go first. You got a guess? Uh, Dennis O'Leary and the Amazing Spider-Man. Dennis, one and two. 
Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, you're done. So Sam, number t- or, um, or Chad. He took mine. Okay. My one and only guess. Yeah. Um. I, I'm pulling up a list of the people just to see if I He's recognize cheating. something. I don't. I do not see. All right. Well, if you're looking on IMDb, it's the second yeah. person down from the top. Renee Russo. Yes. What was she, she in? in? She's in. Jinx, you owe me a coke. Or she's Diet in coke. Thor and Thor Two. She's Thor's. Oh, mother. oh the mother. Right. Mother oh. nerf herder. That's awesome. And the third one that you guys wouldn't have gotten. His name is James Saito. He played uh, Paul, the housekeeper. He was in the Incredible Hulk, the TV show, and this is the coolest part. He played Arukusaki as the Shredder on the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. <laughs> How cool is that? His manservant, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was too cool that he was on TMNT. So whenever, so I'm going to do that from now on. So don't go cheating and looking ahead. Oh, that's going to be, that's just going to be a fun little thing we do. At least I think it's fun. If no one else thinks it's fun, then we'll stop. Um, well, you missed a you missed an actor, by the way. Who? Oh, you missed one. Who did I miss? Richie uh, Coster. Who's that? Turning the tides. Go down. He played. Um, let's see what he played here. I don't know, but he was listed in the starring. He's Janos, whoever that is. Oh, one of the bad guys. One of the bad guys. Richie Coster played Janos, and he was in The Dark Knight. Really? As yeah. one of the Expendables? Probably. I guess. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I don't, I don't. I don't think Sylvester Stallone hired him for that movie, uh, Chad. I don't. Oh, oh, my, my, my. <laughs> oh, I do remember that guy. Yeah, he was the. Uh, he's the guy that's like, oh yeah, we got to hire the clown. He's that guy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's at the dinner scene. He's like, whatever. You know when the pencil disappears. Anyway. Ta-da! <laughs> Make this pencil disappear. Um. Cool. Yay! Yay. Yay. Hey, good job. I didn't. I didn't. I only looked about the top ten or so. So I'll have to keep digging deeper next time. I'm thorough. Yeah, whatever. James McTiernan, <laughs> the director of this fine film, he has done. This is our second James McTiernan movie. Uh, oh wow! The, the okay. first being The Hunt for Red October. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and we, we so far we seem to like what he does. Yes, uh, I also hope to one day somehow watch. Either Die Hard or Die Hard with a Vengeance uh, or The 13th Warrior. I like all of those movies. Yeah. Uh, Medicine Man is also really good. Predator is really oh. good. And um, Rollerball is not a very good movie. Um, <laughs> Basic is pretty good. It's okay. The uh, one has uh, Mario Van Peoples, you know, because he likes his peoples. Who? Which one? Basic. Is uh, that the. Could be. Does it have, uh, yes, it does. Yeah. It does have. Yeah. Yeah. It takes okay, care yeah. of his peoples. Uh, Sam no, Jackson, I, I was Johnson. very, I was very incorrect. That is the wrong movie. Oh, Tim that Daly, Connie movie. Nelson, Giovanni Ribisi. That one's just got all kinds of uh, comic book characters in it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, no, but the other movie is Last Action Hero. That really kind of silly, oh. campy Schwarzenegger joint where he's in a movie and then he's not in a movie. It's 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 kind of, but it's goofy. But, but it's, it's okay. And it also has Gandalf as death. But you didn't know that anyway. So, so yeah, I like what he does. Um, he had Magneto is death. Yeah, he plays death in that movie. Oh, nice. I don't remember that. Interesting. Yeah, when he, he he at the end of the movie, death walks up. The Grim Reaper walks up, and the kid picks up the gun and he says, "You can't have him." He's like, "I'm not here for you." He's like, "Are you here for me?" And he says, 
No, you die a grandfather. I was just merely curious. That's Gandalf. That's uh, uh, oh, Ian okay. McKellum. Yeah. Oh. See, learn something new every day. So, yeah, I like his films. I think they're all pretty kind of the same thing. They're all kind of action-y and whatever. This is kind of a departure from his normal because no one got their head blown off in this in this movie. Though wow. it would have made it just a little bit better, I think. Um <laughs> Just out of nowhere, too. Right, like wow. one of the like one of the guards when he instead of pulling out those shock taser things, which was awesome, by the way. Like one of them pulls <laughs> a gun out and just kills one of those guys. I think that'd be great. It was already a hard R, so why not? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny. As I was watching the movie, you know, getting started, and I was like, "It's hard R." And you know, you watch the first chunk of the movie, and you're like, "I don't understand why this is a hard R." And then, well, then and then the f bombs. Then, yeah. <laughs> Well, it had been as leery. I was like, okay, that, that that's going to be at least worth one or two F-bombs this well, movie. he doesn't drop but any. He, in... I was about to say, yeah, he doesn't do too much in terms of. Well, he drops a couple. He drops a couple. Yeah. I was just saying, not just because. Yeah. but Not the usual Dennis Leary. Yeah, I mean, just because craziness. Dennis Leary's in your film doesn't mean you're going to get the F-bomb. Because he doesn't in, in Amazing Spider-Man, obviously. Um, which I thought was actually pretty ballsy of the new X-Men that they dropped the F-bomb in a movie that they know is going to be a lot of kids at. Yeah. Um, uh, the two new first class and this one, Days of Future Past, had the F bomb. Thought that was pretty interesting. Anyway, um, spoilers. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there are people out there, Sean, looking forward to the F bomb. I'm not going to say the when or where and how. Just gonna. <laughs> it's not this episode. Maybe next next week we will. Um, there you go. So Thomas Crown Affair, it's really fun. Basically, the concept is is that Thomas Crown, Pierce Brosnan's super, super rich dude who yep. gets really, super really smart. bored and decides that he wants to steal some art. So he hires a bunch of idiots. They they goof up-ish. While they're looking over there, he steals the painting. Um, he goes home. He has it. He paints over it. with a. He gets a forger to paint over it, puts it right back on the wall, and then... Renee Russo comes into the scene. She investigates. She's pretty sure it's him. They form a love interest. And then at the end of the movie, he, you know, quote unquote, gives it back. And then they escape together and they kind of live happily ever after-ish. As two people like that can. So that's your movie. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, uh, And it's got a lot of really cool stuff. That's it, folks. Thank you. Good night, good night. And obviously there's a lot of cool stuff in it. And I wrote a lot of freaking notes on this, and I'm not really sure You know, I actually wrote some notes myself this time. So um, let's compare. Okay. Um, The (laughs) only – oh, I thought it was – see, show notes. So the first thing I wrote is during the the theft scene going on. Who's whistling? Why are you whistling? Ooh, can I throw something in on that? Yes, please. The whistling? No, not the whistling. <laughs> oh, okay. What? Um, like they, when they first come out of the horse. All right. There's like first of all, there's like what four or five of them. Four of them, right? Four, four. four. yes. Four of them. Mm-hmm. There's four of them. They all come out of the horse, and they're all having. They all have a regulator in their mouth, mm-hmm. like a scuba regulator. Right. And I'm thinking, but you never see the tanks. Sure. So I'm thinking, one, how did they all fit in there? With all their gear and the tanks, because these things have they have to they've had to have been in there for hours. I, the only the only explanation I could think with that is maybe the tanks were in the legs or in parts of the statue that they couldn't physically get into. Maybe that's but, the only thing I I, I kind of thought of the same thing. That's interesting that you went there. I went the route of who sealed them in. 
Because <laughs> they had to be sealed. They had to, they had to cut yeah, themselves out. Yeah, so there's, there's got to be a fifth guy somewhere. That was, it, did it. was it Pierce? Did they, no, because they, that he didn't, I mean, he got off clean because they didn't know who he was. Right, but what I'm saying so. is, is like maybe they're all up there, and, there and he goes, okay, I'm going to come out. Don't look at me. Here's some gaff tape, and there you go. That was the sound of tape, by the way. That was beautiful. Um, Sounds terrible. <laughs> well, even before that, I had a I had an issue with, with Pierce Brosnan. He was walking towards the, the museum, mm-hmm. and the truck that was carrying the uh, the statue, yeah. maybe the driver was, was one of them. I don't know. But um, driving, it almost hits him, mm-hmm. but it acts like they had to, to brake really quick to not hit him. Right. Yet what there was a wind? car about three feet ahead. Yeah. yeah, I thought that too. It's like it's yeah, bumper really to bumper missed. traffic. <laughs> yeah, why and is this truck go, and going fast enough to, you know, hurt somebody? You you know, some people get really angry over, you know, an inch or two. Uh, just moving up or not moving far enough in front. And, yeah, you know, it can, it's also New York, I guess. And, I guess. It just it was, it was weird to me too because I thought, he can't go but another four feet. What's this guy going to do? And then Pierce, you know, tells him to go. And he's like, oh, look at this a-hole. Like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, the traffic is completely cleared, and he can go. Oh, yeah. It's, it's New York, whatever. Um, did you guys – so we're gonna, I want to go there for just a second, and we're going to talk about that later in the, um, in the trivia. But did you notice that when he actually thieves the, the art, he sticks <laughs> it in a briefcase and breaks it in half? Yes. Or folds it up. He folds yeah, he it folds in half, it yeah. Did you, so everybody noticed that, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we all noticed that later on in the movie when he opened it up, it's in pristine condition. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I want to just go there for just two seconds. I went in, I was looking in the trivia because that always bothered me. I thought, God, I would destroy the painting. Well, uh, if I can get there. Um, the briefcase is a TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Director. Um, no, that's not it. Maybe I didn't write it down. Basically, what happened is is that oh, in the the film originally showed Crown breaking the backing of the Monet painting in order to fit it into his briefcase. However, John McTiernan later decided that audiences might be put off if they saw him in some way damage the painting, so he edited the scene so that it only showed Crown putting the folded painting into his briefcase, and figured most people wouldn't catch on to the fact that the briefcase was half the size of the painting. <laughs> we are, but we aren't most people. I hate it when directors treat us like idiots. That bothers me. Oh, most people are, they're dumb. They're just stupid moviegoers. They won't notice. I guess that's the way he talks. Maybe he's German or something. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, it's stupid, it's it's just stupid Americans. Yeah. They, they, they just put, you know, pigs in a blanket. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Um, so Shrek is all because yeah, of Shrek. Yeah, it's because of Shrek. Those stupid pigs. That's my only way I can do a German accent is those stupid little pigs. Pigs in a blanket, y'all. That's all I got. I do like that movie, though. It's fun. The, so the only only the little girl hears the locks disengage. Isn't that kind of a trope? Like only the innocent little girl or whatever kind yeah. of hears or sees or witnesses the thing and that the adults have no clue what's going on. Yeah, um, the Mr. Uh, security guard can, you know, catch his girl almost about to touch a, a, a painting from half the room away. Yeah, yeah, he's in No one hears the echoing. Yeah. Yeah. And, the and loudest yet, is thing this, ever. Is this museum so big that when three growly, frowning men walk into the room in outfits saying he needs to leave, he's like, okay, pretty much. Right. Call upstairs. Certainly they say something. But don't you think he should have been a little bit more. Uh, how can you say it? Not cautious, but 
Well, question. Here's you my know, question. Here's, these folks. Here's my issue. The three of uh, four of us work at large institutions. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, how do I say? How do I, the, we all have our own buildings that we work in, right? Yep. Right. I mean, obviously, Chad, mm-hmm. you have the high school. That's your only building. But the three of us, we all we gonna work on colleges. So if someone randomly walked into our building and started telling us what to do, I'm pretty sure we would all instantly question the scenario. Because we yeah. would all go, I don't know you, and I know everyone in my building that matters to my job. So as soon as three guys that that guy has never seen walked into the room, and he says, go ahead and make the phone call, I'm making the phone call, pretending to make the phone call, and then I'm going over there and calling the police. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone just walked into my building and started telling me that I needed to go, you need to go upstairs, I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk away and I'm going to call the police because I don't know who you are. Um, and I'm, uh, maybe you guys would do or maybe not. I don't know. It just seemed, yeah. it seems really danger. thin. <laughs> do what? Stranger danger? Stranger danger. I mean, come well, on. that's and, true. You're working in, a, in an environment with high priced artifacts really is what right. they are. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that. I don't know. I think you, your job is not only to just keep kids from touching the paintings, but to keep the paintings from getting stolen in the first place. Yeah, it just it seems like they would have better trained people. Mm-hmm. Instead of like dude off the street, they would have like former military guys or former cops or former insurance adjusters, like guys that literally know like legit know what they're doing. But I will say this, Bobby, old man of uh, uh, McGillicuddy. Old man McGillicuddy <laughs> with the taser. <laughs> the he taser. Was, he was yeah. on he was on it. He instantly realized something was up when that helicopter came, and he he they got those three middle aged men got those trained thieves to run out of there like children. It, I laughed out loud. It was funny. Um, that was actually one of those. I, I'm glad they put that scene in there. And you know what? It's one of those. I believe it because he actually recognized the fact that these guys don't belong here. Right. It doesn't matter the fact that you know Pierce Bronson had a uh, suitcase that was uh, damn near indestructible. Right. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be kind of hard to hide? I mean, I understand he's he's dumb rich, but it would be kind of. I mean, you're still it's a briefcase made of titanium. There's got to well, be. And, and my my question is, why do you need a door that has three tons worth of pressure? Uh, I don't know. In case you want to. Put a tank I mean, under there. I don't, know. I don't. I don't. You know, there's no reason to do to have a door that with that. The, but the question that is, is that how did Pierce know that the door could do that? Oh, well, I'm sure. Uh, apparently, in this universe, you can get whatever information you want on anybody at any time. As long because as remember you... during the dinner scene, they were just like, "Well, I know you like this. Why do you know that?" And... How do you know? I googled you. You know, <laughs> since 1999, we didn't have that. Oh, uh, I AOL'd you. Um, is that a you thing? Got mail. Yeah. No, Google. Google. Was it a thing in '99? I guess it Google was. was a thing. It was nowhere near as powerful, right? It took, but, nine and no one ago. really. I don't think the the term Google was not a. You know, you do, we wouldn't say go Google it, right? Well, and y'all know Yahoo. Yahoo was a th- sorry. I just Yahoo was a thing. I just yeah, well, I'm bleeding now. Um, Yahoo was a thing. <laughs> sorry, I just scratched myself. <laughs> Is this our first podcast injury? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Well, Corny's been injured for a while, but not because of the That's podcast. True. That's very um, true. <laughs> uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't folding the painting damage it? Yes. Um, so my next thing is I wrote hot Nate Ford. 
Now you have to watch Leverage to make that to get that reference. Yeah. <laughs> which which actually lends me to um, this is a so new. Put two percent of our audience will get that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe only one percent or maybe a hundred. But and <laughs> I I have created a new segment here or maybe not. I don't know. But if we if it goes well, we'll continue doing it. I want I tasked you with coming up with alternative titles to the movie. And my alternative title, I'll go first, and maybe you'll it'll spark something if you think of it later. But all I wrote was is sexy Nate Ford chases James Bond. <laughs> so that, so instead of Thomas Crown Affair, sexy Nate again, you have to watch Leverage for that to be funny. Corny's laughing on the inside. He just Yes, I am it. actually. Because uh you know what my title is? What's that? Leverage. The story of hell. Reverse Nate met reverse Sophie. Nice. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's perfect. But, again, you have to watch Leverage. Again, yeah, the two um, people that watched it. Hey, a lot of people watch that show. That um, show was great. You shut your dirty mouth. Yeah, you dirty whore mouth. I mean, he's uh, next note, he's so rich that a hundred grand is pocket change. So he's playing golf, and he's like, let's make it inter- interesting. And he ends up betting like 100000 on a golf swing. Which, by the way, Pierce Brosnan doesn't play golf. He had to take like four weeks of golf lessons just to hit that one shot <laughs> or to fake was, that one shot. In all honesty, <laughs> it was actually really, really evident uh, when, he, when he takes his backswing. Mm-hmm. His entire body lifts. Oh, it's on t- the, uh, yeah, it's almost Charles Barkley bad. <laughs> yeah. Almost. Is it he Scottish? That's terrible. Yes, he is. He's Irish. Is it? He's Irish. Is okay. he Irish? Yes. I thought he was Scottish. Yes. Okay, then he's got no, a pass. If he was Irish. Scottish and didn't know golf that's that's well either way i mean pretty bad i mean they all wear kilts over there let's see uh ireland's yeah what he's from a town called meth (laughs) (laughs) no seriously look look it up m-e-a-t-h maybe it's meat oh okay meat no 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 county (laughs) he's from meth (laughs) oh that's great um, I'm from, well, I'm not from Ireland, but my ancestry <laughs> is from Ireland and I shouldn't make fun of it, but your town is called meth. meth. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, there you go. <laughs> That's just great. Uh, yeah. So what? They, um, uh, gross breakfast. Oh yeah. Her crap is gross. Sound- yeah, do we, what was that? Was that just some sort we, of power we, drink? Or yeah, we, yeah, we, <laughs> Goop. yeah, we never, Goop. we never find out what it is. He, she, she literally says you don't want to know. And I take her word for yeah. it. Sounds German. Why did I write that? I don't know. Well, I will say at one point, I love how movies like this, and this might be a trope, but foreign language when you need it. She knows how to speak to the oh yeah the Romanian guy in Romanian because she knows oh she you know, she can speak the language. That's what I meant by sounds German. So Sam, yes. you actually know some German words, uh, mm-hmm. being of from Bavarian heritage. Um, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> Fixing a blanket, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, when she was talking to him, it was it Polish? Did it not sound German to me or to you? Well, it's it's the Germanic language that they use. It wasn't German, but um, yeah, because it literally sounded. It's like, from that area, and a lot of those languages kind of sound fairly similar, very guttural. Right. Well, because I thought now this is my ignorance, and I mean, I, I took world uh world geography and so i anyway i for some reason thought that the that the poles associated more with the russians than the than the than the danes or the in the germans so i was really when she started talking i thought that sounds german um yeah, but i, I guess know. it's all kind of germanic and maybe it was the area. the western 
Poland. And maybe because, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Hitler invaded Poland was because he wanted those people to come back, right? And it was kind yeah. of part of the, anyway, I don't want to get into a history lesson. We won't get a history podcast here. Um, though I think you and I probably could do one. Um, <laughs> and the three people that like history in America would listen. Um, Those Germanic people always sneezing. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> always sneezing? I don't get the joke. Yeah. Germ, germ, germ. Okay. Germ. Oh, boo. Oh, man. I, loses a point. Yeah, I thought it was going to be really clever. <laughs> like, one. No, yeah, no, no, no. I, uh, I was really sorry. expecting something <laughs> clever and witty out of that. They got because they have germs? That's terrible. Um, did you guys, two or at least twice in the movie, they showed the Twin Towers? Did you got, do you guys still get that weird sensation in your stomach when you see them? Actually, uh, no, I didn't even notice it. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think Actually, I've gotten to the point it. where. I don't look for it in movies anymore. Right. And so if it's there, I just don't notice oh. it. I think it's just a tall building or two. Hmm. Interesting. Chad? Well, when I I didn't really notice it, but I see what you're I see what you're saying like in movies that it like you see old older movies that have right. the twin towers in it and you know I, I I do get that little uneasy feeling. Yeah, it's uh, I don't want to mean. I don't mean to say that we should backtrack every film ever and, and re- digitally remove them. I'm not saying no, that. no, no. Yeah. It just in when, for me for whatever reason. Whenever I watch a movie that's based in New York before September 11, 2001, whenever I see them there, it literally it's like someone came out of the screen and smacked me in the face uh, or punched me in the gut. Actually, is a better. Now, does it take you out of the movie? No, it just takes me out of the movie because I know it's a time period. But yeah. it, I get that. That 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 literally my stomach just tightens for a half a second, and I have my all those flashbacks from that day. I'm instantly taken back to Appalachian State, running into Corny, Corny telling me what just happened, and going to watch TV. All that happens in that moment when I see the tower. Every time, it's it's a really interesting um, uh, thing. I mean, it's not like I know we're so far past it, 13 years past now that you know it's that we put it behind us. And and move on as we need to. I just anyway, it's just one of those things. It was just like in the same time I watched Oblivion this weekend, and it showed the new Freedom Tower, and I thought, wow, that's the new thing now, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, um, just just a thing that that, that I'm, I'm weird. Um. So when she's kind of stalking him, do you guys notice that they're stalking him and they're out on the ocean on the boat? Not the ocean, but the bay. I guess it's the ocean. Yeah, when he when he wrecks the catamaran. Right, that hundred thousand dollar boat that Sam wrecked. Um, you knew the name of that? A catamaran. What, a catamaran? A catamaran? Yeah. Yeah. I used to. Yeah. We used We're, to have a catamaran in Florida. Not that. <laughs> I thought about me. Not, definitely not that. But you know, the little little two three man uh, dual dual pontoon <laughs> catamaran. It's a lot of fun. Hey, Corny, am I allowed to be a little insensitive and racist real quick? No, please, please, by all means. White folk aren't afraid of water, so we have we know what, we know what boats are called. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, in my notes, I, I feel bad laughing about that. <laughs> please don't send your hate mail, okay? Corny's one of my best friends. Stop it, okay? Just That's stop actually, stop hitting send right now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, um, in my notes, I actually put... White folks always looking to find a way to kill themselves. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and here's the stupid part. Pierce Brosnan did that on stunt. Why? The camera was a thousand <laughs> yards away. We, we I was like, there's well, no I way that's him. That. I, thought, I, I thought, you know, oh, there goes another stunt man off the boat. But, right. Uh, <laughs> Pierce did his own stunt. Like, does he need to get into more character by doing that? Does it make the scene more real watching? And literally, the camera's probably 300 feet away in a boat. Um... 
And that when that when that guy falls off, the, I guess his Pierce when he falls off that ladder. I mean, it doesn't matter that his Pierce Brosnan. It could have been a dummy. I mean, it literally yeah. could have been a, a an, an inanimate object. That and whatever. Just I will say it, it is a blast to to ride those things and to and to be out there leaning out trying to keep it from tipping. Mm-hmm. But when it does tip, and believe me, folks, they do. Right. It's scary as snot. Oh, I bet that, that especially when you're 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 doing this in Florida on a lake full of alligators and nastiness and swamps. Yeah, that's why you moved away, right? Well, that's hence not, what yeah, I, that's not why. Hence what I said away. before. <laughs> None of that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I could get in a perfectly good boat, or I could get on one that will turn over on me. Wait, is that alligators in the water? Bring them on. Yeah. <laughs> I want a tugboat. Get get me out of this fast catamaran thing. The, I will say this. The movie has all kinds of issues, but the coolest catamaran ever is the one from Waterworld. Really? Okay. Silence? Okay. 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 Ah, all right. All right. Insert crickets. Okay, fine. <laughs> But anyway, so that scene, right? So that was a cool scene. And she's standing there with the guy, and he's like, that's the one over there. She's wearing a fur coat. Like, yesterday it was the hottest day ever. And also, that's, she- a, that's a very good point. Yeah. And, and can, we, <laughs> can we point out that, that one of the major problems with this movie, and not that it totally takes you out or ruins the movie, is Rene Russo. Yeah. I, I yeah. And I wrote down on, on my notes here, there's a difference between – between a woman who is seductive and a woman who is crazy. Oh yeah, and she has she has crazy eyes. She not only she has crazy eyes, but you know she it's like she's trying to be seductive to everyone. It's like a fake seductive. But it was, she's doing it to everyone. She's flirting with yeah. Dennis Leary. She's flirting with black cop guys. She's I mean she's everybody. But then she's in his. <laughs> I didn't know his name. <laughs> Sorry. She's she's in his convertible going in high speeds. You know, she's a woo girl. She's up there, you know, screaming, you know, hey, yeah, you know, as she's going down the road. That's not someone who's trying to seduce a very rich man. That's an idiot. No, you're right. And and her her character was the one of the most interesting and most annoying parts of the movie. (laughs) Because Pierce Brosnan is just this rock the entire movie. He's just this steady, calm, collective, I'm smarter than you, I'm cleverer than you, I'm definitely richer and better looking than everyone in the movie. And and she just comes along and she's yeah he he could have been a Batman actually, um he would have been better than George Clooney anyway, yep. uh so uh, you're right she's a little crazy and but I had fun watching her do crazy things I don't know I just I like her in this movie but you're right she's totally crazy but I also like her she's a different crazy in the Lethal Weapon movies but she's. You know, like she's punching people in the face and kicking them and stuff and shooting bad guys. Like, I like that kind of side of her, that kind of crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm, <laughs> I just, I, I like the idea of, of her punching people in the face. And she, I don't think she punched anybody in this face, but she did have those brass knuckles with the switchblade, which I thought was <laughs> dangerous and a little overkill, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who is she expecting to, to meet up with in his house? I don't know. Is that, is that what she uses to, the manservant, I think. Look, look, well, she, well, she knew. We watched him leave. He was um, when he came back so she could stab him. So how about that trope? No matter what, as long as you have a nerd, you can break into anyone's house. He has a 10-digit pin. Well, that's okay. You got a nerd there. You're good to go. Um, yeah, this, this movie Geek. does go through that trope of plug it in and you can do whatever you, you need to do to mm-hmm. the system. Right. That's why in that, that – uh, it's not a good movie, but there's a funny moment in the second um, – 
National Treasure movie when Nicolas Cage and the the sidekick have to break back into his own house and he breaks in in like 15 seconds. He says, this is why I tell people to get a dog. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, see, if he just had a Rottweiler, this wouldn't even be happening right now. Just saying. Or maybe that's what she brought the brass knuckles for. She's going to punch the dog in the face. I don't know. She's crazy. Actually, and, you know, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, so you mentioned, you know, that uh, Mr. Thomas Crown himself, uh, Chris Brosnan, mm-hmm. Brosnan the Destroyer. Brosnan uh, the Destroyer. <laughs> he, uh, I, I will you know, if he was you. such a great thief, why didn't he notice that she put his keys back in his pocket? He knew. It wasn't like it was a key. No, oh, that's he, true. He didn't. Yeah, that was, right. that was part the of the point. master plan, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, a, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. For a moment, I was. I because was, all th- four of us have worn suits and have any of us ever put our house keys in our jacket pocket no not jacket no. pocket no you no. put them in your pants pocket like every other american ever he did that well, on purpose well, he wanted, he's, i don't he's, okay, uh, he's from ireland he's from meth i get it but um <laughs> i just wanted to say that again meth, meth, meth people do it differently i mean meth, meth people do do it yeah i mean meth will mess you up but uh but i'm sure it's a lovely little town um <laughs> point john uh should that be our the name of the episode? Actually, meth, yes. <laughs> meth is a lovely little town, but I should spell it M-E-T-H. There you go. Um, I'm on it. All right. So uh, the, the cops show up with a, a, a warrant, right? Yeah. And he says, I'm sure your lawyer will be able to explain. And, of course, he knows that they're coming mm-hmm. uh, because she stole his keys. And so he, right, she's already stolen the keys yep. at this point, right? So he knows what's going to happen. So, of course, he invites his super expensive lawyer over to dinner. Um, and there's nothing manlier than seeing two men in the kitchen wearing aprons. <laughs> and he comes out. Now, here's the thing. Now, I know nothing about how actual police work you know, actually worked. I only know from Law and & Order and my cop buddy who tells me stuff from L.A. And Judge Dredd. And Judge Dredd, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't I – don't, dang it, my iPad's asleep. That would have been great. <laughs> I don't know much about it, but all I know is, is that – I am the law. So – they um they come in with a warrant, and usually that means that that, that overrules everything, right? Mm-hmm. The judge has signed it. This is a warrant. This piece of paper says I can – the lawyer looks at it for three seconds, and they're kicked out. So I wrote, expensive lawyers can overrule warrants. I don't know <laughs> if that's a trope, but it and should judges. be. Yeah. You know? I mean, could you actually imagine yeah, – having that, the right lawyer will get you what you need. Right, but basically. could you imagine that actually happening in real life? A judge signs a piece of paper that says you have the right to search the premises. For whatever the probable cause is, that's up to the judge's discretion for the police to have the burden of proof to prove that they need to do this. So when they go into the house and the attorney says, Dirk, 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 you can't come in, and they leave <laughs> – don't you think you'd go back to that judge and say, this lawyer said we couldn't come in because of this X, Y, and Z? Like, I kind of feel like that lawyer would get disbarred or something, you know? Just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, Wouldn't the police say, uh, too bad? Right. This is a warrant. I don't care what you and your apron have to say. I'm going to come and look yeah. at the place. So, Not to mention, Renee Russo at no time is a police officer. No. She is a representative of the insurance company. Right. So, therefore, why the heck was she given so much access to the police? Uh, it's the same reason why Lois Lane has full access to everything in Man of Steel. <laughs> because we need to have the pretty lady do stuff. Yeah, to be there, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's a, it's a, I mean, that might be the, <laughs> you know, 
that's kind of a trope in itself where, yeah. you know, a character is given access when in real life they, they wouldn't to make the story flow. I mean, not only does she have access to the police station, I mean, she's taking files out of their hands and she's using their computer. Is that someone's she desk? interrogated a guy. Yeah. Illegally, because she laid hands on him. Like, that could have been a federal offense or whatever. I don't, I don't know. But, again, she's not a cop, so that those rules don't apply to her. She's just a chick with brass knuckles. So... Uh, so there, so there you go. So she, she, they get the painting and it's got the dogs playing poker underneath and she gets all pissed. <laughs> so what does she go do? She runs straight to that, to that restaurant that, or the dance club that he's at. And then she has sex with him. Cause that's what any normal woman would do after he just fooled her and made her you look just, like a dumbass. You gotta, you know, you gotta understand how crazy she is, man. I mean, she is crazy. It just, I, I don't think that would work with the four of us. Like if we went to our wives and made them look like fools in front of their work, they're not coming home in sexy dresses. I'm just saying. That's how I asked mine to marry me. <laughs> in a sexy dress? <laughs> in, a, in a see-through dress? Uh, no. No, no not really. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was a, a funny thing. Um, then I wrote, let's see, uh, sex on the stairs can't be comfortable. Oh, especially those marble. You think how cold that would be? Right. Ooh. Yeah, that just that doesn't sound fun. It's at no all. fun, guys. Just take my word on it. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> um, and then I wrote. I, <laughs> then he. Wrote, I wrote. Uh, rich people courting seems unfair to me. Like you know when they like when you court a girl. Like the four of us. Where when are we? Nineteen seventy something. Okay, fine. When we were dating, our I was betrothed. Yes, <laughs> you were. Kimberly was betrothed to you. You uh, you gave uh, her dad. Uh, I don't know what would what would what would the equivalent in today's standards? Because back then it would be like corporal horses and some chickens or something. What would today's like? You gave her. A, you gave him a Mustang. That was the, and a, Sam actually did get a uh, pay dowry for. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, pay, I did pay a dowry. Oh. Well, oh, that's a story we need to hear. I need to hear off air. Um, but what I mean is, like, if the the four of us, when we were dating our our now wives, we we took them to at the time like the super the dollar ex- theater in Boone, right? Was my and, first date, right? Or we went. I my first date was the Huddle House, which is like a Waffle House. And that was my first date with Classy. my wife. Yeah, and then and then we went on the year anniversary, and then I got sick, and we haven't been back since. But, um, but it's like, that's what we, of course we're poor college students. We obviously can't compete with billionaire playboys, but that's my point is like, how can anyone not resist when he takes you up in his personal glider and then he takes you to the Island that he owns and that really awesome Mustang. Now, Corny, now that you've seen this movie, whenever we play that game, Corny and I, for some reason, Sam and Chad and the rest of you listening used to play this game where we would pretend we had a billion dollars and any car we could own from cinematic universe oh, yeah. what would it be and corny usually picks the a-team van or kit from knight rider uh, or sometimes he would pick the the general, general Lee from dukes yes. of hazard and i usually said the delorean from back to the future um not necessarily with the capability of actually going back in time but i Just always have a delorean no that delorean with the rig on the back you know not saying actually time traveling but the one with the the kit on the back anyway the nuclear yeah, Mr. Fusion on the back, you know. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and a flux capacitor, like that. The, the to make it the prop car. You know what I'm saying. Uh, oh, but, okay. And then number two is usually the um, the '60s Batmobile or whatever. But the, my one of my top three or four is always this Mustang that he rolls up in. This is the coolest freaking Mustang ever. Um, Steve McQueen would be a, would appreciate it. Um, so I'm just saying, I always like that Mustang. 
Uh, it was my next note. Want that Mustang. And then the next note was, I didn't remember so much naked Russo. <laughs> Man, I mean, she's just walking around naked um, all over the place. So, Well, she's allergic She's very clothes. proud of what she has. Well, I mean, she's a good-looking woman for I don't know how old she was when she made this movie, but... 80, yeah. She's not 80. Stop <laughs> it. It's very well put together. But she, I mean, she still looks good in the Thor movies. You know, I mean, she's playing Thor's mom. She's, I mean, I guess she's like an immortal or something. 90. But stop it. But she looks good, especially when she uh, she starts sword playing against those um, the, the ones the, the the new one, the dark dark of oh, the yeah. moon or whatever it's called, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, dark she, Knight. The, yeah, the Dark Knight. When she starts doing all that 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 kung fu with the swords, that was actually pretty awesome. So uh, good to her. That, that had to have been totally her. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But I don't well, know. What? I mean, well, we I mean that, it was Christopher Lee fighting Yoda, right? I and mean, that was real, right? Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, wasn't he dead by that point? Christopher Lee? No. Yeah. I don't think he's dead now, is he? Is he not? I thought he died. Wait, did oh, he no. die? <laughs> Hold on. I gotta... That's Brandon Lee. Chris... No, I thought um, Christopher Lee died. Oh. Christopher. I got Bruce. I, I'm really, like, upset now. Did he die? No, he's not dead. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Lee, we uh, the cast of uh, Two Two Alive to uh, apologize for Jeez. your sorry. Early... I thought he was dead. No, what's wrong with My you? Bad. Horrible person, you. So <laughs> he died in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he got his head chopped yeah. off, but yeah, uh, that's the same thing. Um, <laughs> a movie, you die so then I wrote. Uh, see, uh, uh, Faye Dunaway was his therapist, and she played in the original. She was the um, bounty hunter, whatever, in the original uh, Thomas Crown Affair. And yeah, and why in the world? Why in the world is is most psychiatry scenes? Why does it have to be so darn dark? I, I don't know. I guess it's to create intimacy or something. I, I've, I noticed that in other movies where didn't wasn't well. It wasn't really dark and as good as it gets, just because his therapist. But because um, it's soothing. I guess it's, it's I soothing know. to have it's for ambiance. Now I, 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 I can, I've never been to a therapist. I, I, I haven't, but to mine this afternoon, but are they supposed to laugh at you? Yes. Really? That's a thing. They can They're be supposed to laugh at all your jokes. No, 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 no. She's not laughing at his jokes. She's laughing at his misfortune. She literally is like, Oh my gosh, you fallen for an interpret. Like she's like laughing at him. Yeah. Depends on the relationship of therapist to client. Okay. I mean, I, again, I don't know. I just, it seems strange to me that she's just cackling in his face. So, I mean, if they have that kind of relationship, then Hey, what do I know? I I don't. Um, Also depends on what he's there for. That's true. Well, he's rich there because people make fun of me. Obviously she's not going to do that. Right. I, uh, that was actually my first trope was rich people need therapy. (laughs) Just like needs therapy. Like, like what Chris Rock says in, um, the longest yard. He's like, I don't want, you know, why you, all you white people need to have all these drugs and therapy smile. You're white. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that was the best Chris Rock impression I've ever heard. Corny is the king of impressions on this, on this cast. I, (laughs) I, I, I get. I can do the pigs in a blanket bit, and that's pretty much it. That's, that's all I got. It's my one bag of tricks. Ghost, we'll have a few laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad's got the the Bruce yeah. Willis uh, line going. Corny obviously has Sylvester Stallone. Um, you've actually been requested to do more of that, Corny. I'm not saying you should do it now. I'm just saying. 
Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you're going to hear some clips later on, but did you guys notice the strange 1986 saxophone playing in this movie? Yes. Oh, yes. actually, yes. I had a lot of that during this uh, um, soundtrack. I, mean, I kind of want to talk about the soundtrack a little bit. I, All right. I freaking love the soundtrack. It's so good, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I never knew. Uh, I guess just because it was Corey's really excited out, about know. this, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the, the, the piano riff at the beginning, uh, it's like a little mil, uh, minimalistic uh, thing. You've got just like a repetitive uh, uh, pitch in the, in the lower part of the piano and then this little sail uh, of music. I thought, sorry, I guess in my mind, I don't remember that happening in any movie that I could think of because, because you know, you get a lot of uh, uh, big, huge scores and all these moving lines but something so repetitive that made a lot of sense. I don't know. It just, it blew my mind. It really did for it to be. I, I'm, hey man, I'm happy for you right now. I really am. <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't capture any of that. I captured a couple of moments of some, of some of the music, but I didn't capture that. Uh, but you know, I, 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 the, the soundtrack to me of this movie is so fun and different, you know, I mean, it's obviously you've got your normal, just kind of basic generic, you call that generic score in the background. You got the strings playing to make you feel happy or sad or upset or whatever. You know, like when they're having the kind of the, the the breakup in the bedroom and there's this kind of uneasy tension in the strings and stuff. That's fine. That happens all the time. Whatever. But the fun stuff that you're talking about, corny, with the piano riffs or the the weird '80s saxophone where I thought someone was getting Rick rolled or um, <laughs> the um, the, uh, the 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 bit when they're doing the um, when he's returning the painting and they've got the clapping and the, the center man bit singing. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I like that music. It's just so fun and different and interesting. And so I, I I'm a big fan. Actually, I just substituted the uh, leverage theme as he was walking through the theater. The, yeah. I mean, the museum at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lead it. Lee, uh, Dennis Leary. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, uh, that'll, that'll come back later. Uh, least crowded airport ever. So at the end of the movie, and and she thinks that Pierce doesn't want to go out with her, doesn't want to be with her, and so she goes. What what was the point of that? So here's the deal. So she he she thinks that he's sleeping with this girl, and so she gets all upset and decides she's going to turn him into the police. And he says, "I'm going to return the painting tomorrow. You either if you love me, meet me at the heliport at four. If you don't, tell the police to meet me at the at the place, and I'm going to put the painting back." So he goes to this really cool shell game of putting the painting back. And obviously she did tell the police because she's upset. She's mad. A woman, well, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I mean, that's literally what she is. is so then she realizes that, that he, in fact, does love her. And so she has this kind of, you know, fun moment uh, at the cop's expense. And then they leave. And she runs to the airport, or the heliport, and he's not there. And there's just some <laughs> British schmuck. Uh, says, here, he wanted you to have this. And all I could think of was, what was the point of making her so upset again? You've already learned that she does, it is more than the painting. Right? Well, meth's a, meth's a hell of a town. <laughs> it sure is a hell of a town. <laughs> I just thought it was weird that he made her go yeah. through that. He made her do that again. I just, like, what a dick. Yeah. So, Well, she was a dick for... Uh... She's a dick the whole movie. I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I understand that. Um, but to me, I just, well, I just love the fact that, that the cops were foiled by a flash mob. Wow. Yes. I never thought about that. Hey, that could have been your alternate title. <laughs> cops fooled by flash mob. There you go. Yep. 
Um, I yep. like it. That's a good idea. What if this were a product placement movie? Instead of having the apple in front of the guy's head, <laughs> they would have like the apple, like iApple, you know, iMac sticker in front of their faces, like walking around. Been perfect. Oh product. my god! Talk about product placement towards the beginning when she drinks. What was it? Pepsi One. Pepsi One. Oh, was that yeah. what it was? I was like, could this not be any more apparent that Pepsi One spent money on this movie? Yeah, and she drank the hell out of that soda. She sure did. I wonder. I guess she probably actually did it. She's like, okay, guys, you get one take because I can only drink this one time. <laughs> it wasn't like a sip. I mean, she she guzzled yeah, the she, hell out of it. Yeah, good for her. Uh, yeah, like can, a champ. Like a champ. She can guzzle a soda like nobody. Well, speaking business. of speaking of guzzling and, and drinking in general, so do you think? But every other morning she wakes up with a hangover because she's always wearing sunglasses the next day and her hair is always a, messy. Yeah, yeah. She seems like someone that would make the walk of shame a lot. Yeah, yeah. That seems really horrible to say. But. Yeah, that's just nasty. <laughs> Cleveland, nice. <laughs> I didn't know you could do yeah. that. And there was now, now there was one time in the movie too where this is after you know the po- the postcoital scene. <laughs> Thank you, Sheldon. Where she is, <laughs> she is laying on top of him. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how did that happen? How did that end up that way? Well, uh, when they're on the island, and yeah, uh, they, basically we needed a way to put both of them in the shot, and they just naked. Well, the the camera couldn't fit above them because it was such a low bed. I literally think that that was the only way. <laughs> well, we so want we want to show them having just had sex. Well, okay, we'll just put them in the normal position. Well, we can't get the camera up there. Okay. <laughs> All right, Renee, up on top. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about you put on top? You want me to face her? Uh, no. We'll have you laying on on your stomach. It looks Wait, really what? uncomfortable. <laughs> Just just go with it. He worked in Die Hard. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I said, oh, sweet, people making out in airplanes. Yeah. Again, not yeah. something that can happen post 9-11. Oh, yeah. How fast would the air marshal or or the rest of the passengers yeah, both beat her the, down? Yeah, she would be in handcuffs if, she, if they <laughs> saw her jump over her seat to attack another person. She yeah. would be on Which, the ground. By the way, there was nothing above their heads. The, uh, it's first class. first class. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Everything <laughs> can be explained in airplanes as long as it's first class. Okay, fair enough. Oh, you have a machine gun? Oh, it's first class. Yeah, they first they class. come in the, the seat holder in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Always bet on black. Uh, let's see. Trope. <laughs> Passenger 57 <laughs> reference. Oh, what a terrible movie. That's the biggest damn Cessna I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> sorry. If you've... If you've seen that movie, that's actually a really funny moment. Uh, rich people need therapy trubs. These are my trubs. If you guys have trubs, now's the time to whip them out. Uh, rich people are bored. What's oh, like Rene Russo? Uh, yes. Yeah, just pull them out. Nice nice perky trubs Just whip here. them out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, you guys have any perky trubs you want to share? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this podcast. Uh, I don't know. I shared whole... a few of mine that I wrote down. Yeah. Uh, rich men, you know, can get away with anything. Right. Yeah. Um, lawyers can get you out of anything. Lawyers can get any. Yeah. But I think that's a, I don't know if that's a trope. I think that's a real life thing. You, you know? think that? You think so? If you're rich enough, you can do that? Well, I mean, well, isn't, it, isn't it kind of apparent with like how the people broke the world economy and none of them are in jail? True. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's a real thing, you know? So. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, I mean, OJ is not in jail earlier. He is now because he got caught on tape. But 
Anyway, um, messy sex trope. Have you guys noticed that? There's two types of sex in movies. It's either the sweet romantic sex where they show very little, or you have the crazy passionate sex where people are breaking lamps and you're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I love the slow motion of falling off the desk with all the books falling down. Yeah, yeah. That, and that, that that's a trope in of itself. The sex where you have to like push all the books, like you have to clear the desk. Like that would never I'd be happen. So mad, right? Like I have a I have an iMac desktop on top. Like okay, well, hold on. We're gonna do this. I need to take this down and unplug it and make it safe. Like, this, this isn't happening. Uh, just go to the floor. Yeah, let's just, just go. go to, <laughs> just go to the floor. Actually, we'll just go down to the lounge. There's a couch yeah, down I, there. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, do it here on this marble, cold marble staircase <laughs> than than destroy my my laptop situation over here on the desk. So the, the, the funny, just, the, the funny part is, is, is in the movie and it's in the throes of the moment. Like we're just watching, going, oh, people are having sex. But like, I'm literally thinking, as the actor. Who had to lean against that cold marble and have to perform a moment with Rene Russo? I'm thinking, uh, what is happening? Like I'm freezing, my, like literally my ass is falling off because this marble. Uh, is I know so... what you're gonna say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was shrinkage. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a Seinfeld reference. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess maybe they came out with like heaters and heated up the marble or something. I mean, he was bare ass nude on that marble, yeah. and, and so was she. So anyway. I, I don't know why I'm so hung up on this marble, but it would have been so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I would have waited. You know, you start, you get in the lobby, you start going, hey, let's just go upstairs now. I have a really big, comfortable bed because I'm rich. Okay. No, we're going to do it in the study, in front of your painting, everywhere. What you didn't see is that Renee Russo actually pulled out that uh, set of brass knuckles in it, and I was like, <laughs> here, now. Nice. Uh, maybe. <laughs> It would have been. We could have really made this movie really awkward and creepy. Had Paul like come around the corner with a camcorder, that would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you want to hear? Uh, we'll talk about uh, awkward. The the when uh, when Renee Russo comes into the house and uh, she she spots the the girl that's working for Thomas Crown. And she leaves to the side room and then walks behind her to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't know what it was that made me laugh so much because it wasn't like she left. It was she's there. You hear going down the hall, and she's just in the background walking away. Right. I don't know. It just made me laugh. Yeah, there's other movies that do that, but as a as a point to be funny, where they're 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 having to leave, but they can't physically leave because something's blocking their way. And there's, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But it, it wasn't yeah. supposed to be that. It was just supposed to be that awkward, whatever. But anyway, um, uh, whenever we need a character to look miserable, make it rain. Oh yeah. So we had that last week Just with like Helen Hunt. Hunt last week. Yeah. yeah. But Renee Russo had the smarts to wear a bra and a jacket. But she looked obviously she looked miserable because Make it rain, you know. Rain booty. Right. No, yeah. no I, I get that. I was saying make it rain is also a term where you Throw take dollar bills and you knock them out of your hand and a shower type of fashion. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We know what it means. <laughs> it doesn't work so well with quarters. No, it doesn't. When you make it it's hail. It's called making it hail. Yeah, it's just, it's just mean, and you get kicked out of but, clubs. But then you have to, like, pick, them, pick up the money. Yeah, then that's, well, that's an awkward noise. I mean, Somebody you does. do that with a bunch of $100 bills, and it, looks, it feels really cool. And then you have to pick up all the $100 bills. Yeah. And then you're worried that you missed one. That's like 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia. Director John McTiernan decided to change the heist from a bank robbery, as was seen in the Steve McQueen version, to an art heist, as seen in this version. McTiernan felt, I always want to say McTiernan. I don't know, give it like McTiernan. A, McTiernan from, from meth. Oh, that's, that's what it is. 
McTarenin felt McTarenin felt that he at the time that the film was released, audiences would be less forgiving of Thomas Crown if he staged two armed bank robberies for fun than if he had staged an unarmed art heist. And I'm I'm actually inclined to agree because I do too. Yeah, I, I agree. think so too. You know, because like like Sam, you mentioned earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago in our slow motion bit with Swordfish. You know, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, John Travolta's character, he's kind of an asshole because he's a bank robber. Yeah. You know, I mean, he kills people to do it. Right. He's, you know, and so Thomas Crown, you know, he's, he's just an art thief. He's not not hurting anybody. He's just stealing art, you know? So Faye Dunaway, who played the psychologist in this movie, played the insurance investigator in the 68 original. We said that. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan performed his own stunts during the boat crash scene for whatever reason imagined. I can't, uh, who knows? Guarantee that the insurance companies were losing their mind. I mean, all I can think of is like, wait a minute, you let Pierce Brosnan do his own scene there, but you couldn't let Tom Cruise drive a car in Days of Thunder? (laughs) Uh, Renee Russo performed her, the first nude scenes of her career in this movie. And then a second one and then her third one and then the fourth one. So yeah, she had a lot of new scenes in this. <laughs> she was very proud of herself. Yeah. Uh, the fire protection system used in the film's finale is not actually used in real museums. That's good to know. Yeah, that's like, that's, that uh, is, that's that is also idea. something I mentioned. Um, you know, usually fire sprinklers need, need actual heat and fire to go off. Yeah. You know, and not just smoke. Well, they don't even go off of smoke. He pulls the alarm and it just goes off. Yeah, that doesn't work that way. Yeah, and that you have to think that in a in a super expensive thing like what those the, all those paintings are, that it would be some kind of chemical that would yeah. not make the water run like a dry run. chemical. Somehow it would like suffocate a, the ha- fire. Like a halon system. That's a thing, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. Is that it? That's kind of it, right? Any, we have anything else we want to talk about? I mean, it's, it was kind of a fun movie, and we think we all had a good time and. Clearly, Renee is very proud of her body, and um, clearly, clearly, uh, clearly. I mean, clearly. I don't, how does that have a conversation go? I'm I, I'm McTarenin, and I did Die Hard, so I want to see your boobs. <laughs> no one gets naked in any of your other movies. That's true, but then we'll 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 make it look classy in this. But one. We, yeah, we'll make it look classy because you're a classy lady. So we'll only have you naked when you're around Pierce Brosnan. But why, or the uh, but, so or I, the other idea? Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. It was like, so am I? Am I having sex with him the entire time? No. Sometimes you'll just be sunbathing, or sometimes you'll be making out with a towel, or something. You know, you'll just be walking around, or you'll be dancing with a thousand other people in a club, but you'll be mostly naked. <laughs> hmm. That seems like a good idea. Okay, I'm all for. I, I just I don't, anyway, I don't know. Just that just seems like such. I don't want to again. I don't want to get too caught up on her nakedness. It just. None of his other movies have this. None of them. And a lot of his movies are hard R movies. I mean, definitely the the two diehards with the the, the 13th Warrior. I mean, obviously Last Action Hero isn't. Medicine Man is R. Well, uh, the the first Die Hard actually had that. uh, Well, yeah, you're right. You have that one one two second scene of the, the, we call that the interrupted sex trope. Where yes. people are trying to have sex and then bad guys break through. Like usually, it's like like if you're in your you're, you're like you're being chased to an apartment or something. Yeah, like that. or a hotel yeah. and they crash the window and there's two people having sex. Yeah, that that's actually a really fun trope. I like it. That, that actually happens in Commando. Uh, granted, this is not even. <laughs> I know. You know. 
<laughs> that was a, that was a trope in the '80s a lot. For some reason, in the '80s, people are always having sex around violent things. So, there you go. Um, anything else? I was gonna say, uh, or, you know, the, the whole Renee Russo thing could have been uh, one of those. All right, guys, let's uh, set up the scene for the uh, the uh, sex scene. We're just gonna let you know, let them start kissing and fade out, and then oh, Renee, you're naked. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, way to go the extra mile well now i will say this in the scenes where she's naked the sex scene mainly the the shots that the the, cinem- the cinematography is really really simple which means that they set the camera and the director back there flipped the switch and that was it like he was probably the only person on set um and that's and that's probably the way it goes um a, a friend of mine who worked on the notebook was telling me that he had a direct link with the the camera so he could always see the the frame lines to make sure that his boom operator wouldn't dip into the shot. So when Noah or when um, what's his name, Rachel McAdams Ryan, and Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling are having their sex scene, the only people in the room was the camera operator and the boom operator and the director. So Jonathan has Gainer was his name. Jonathan uh, he has a the monitor he's watching, and there's like thirteen guys standing behind him, and he had to get the set security to get them to move because it was bothering him while he was doing his work because he's trying to mix. I mean, again, you're mixing a sex scene, but still, mm. but anyway, that, that's usually what happens is that it's a very small crew. I don't know why. Again, I thought of that. Just, I did. Uh, Oh, I have clips to play. I'm like, we're not done yet. I was about to do our, our out of 10, but I have clips to play. You want to hear some clips? Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> was that a Sean? Yeah. Was Connery that a Sean there? Connery or? Yes, it was. Well, he breaks into his Irish a couple of times. Did you notice that? Like, I think, like, I don't know. Hey, by the way, I I did a double, double, blah, double, a, a double? double take with the. Can you teach you how to do the double? The, the, the double. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> what? What, Sam? Um, I uh, I did a double take with the art expert, thinking it was Sean Connery for a minute. Oh, nice. The dude with the really stupid big glasses. I think so. That would have been kind of nice. I don't know why. It'd just been a throwaway character, but anyway. And then, he, and then you make some stupid reference about uh, you know being bonded or something like that. I don't know. Just... Nice. Oh yeah, you would have two bonds in one movie. That'd be yeah. kind of like would the universe yeah, explode or something? Yes, it would. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in Total Recall or something. Like you can, not Total Recall, uh, Time Cop. Like if you go back in time and touch yourself, you explode or something. Anyway, <laughs> that's a thing. Um, the I gloating. Thomas Crown forced to sell something. <laughs> so what do you think, Crown? You don't have any regrets about the way you played this, do you? Regret? Usually a waste of time. <laughs> As is gloating. You figured out what you're going to say to your board when they learned that you paid me 30 million more than others were offering? Good morning, gentlemen. Zing! Yeah, I like Suck it. Suck it. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, rich white guy, zing. Right, exactly, yeah, you know, um... I, I like that clip just kind of shows that one, he's still smarter than you, even though he's quote unquote losing, he's still beating you. And, and two, like, that's what he does throughout his day. He, he anyway, I just think that's cool. Uh, here we go. This painting is considered to be the first impressionist work in history. It started the impressionist uh, movement, right? It influenced dozens of major artists who went on to found the first major school. No one cares. Teacher. Okay. Try this. It's worth a hundred million bucks. Damn! Right? So that's what you got to do. So teachers, aspiring teachers, if, you get, if you're losing your kids 
just throw out some ridiculous astronomical number about something and you'll get their interests. Usually I just slap the kid and that <laughs> Or don't take the kid take that young of a crowd to the yeah. museum. Yeah. An yeah. art museum. Yeah. Because they don't care. And yeah. all they want to do is learn science museum. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let them go look at dinosaur bones. They're, they're that that would be kind of cool. And then they can have the little girl go up there and try to touch the dinosaur bone, and then the guy grabs her hand, and then and then Jurassic Park Four happens or something. I don't know. Um, I thought this was a funny line because I like the way I like when Dennis Leary says stuff. One, I keep an apartment here, and two, I'm going to your office. She keeps an apartment. I keep goldfish. <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> what, what you don't know is that line had to be said 40 times just because he's like, <laughs> I keep goldfish. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he keeps uh, goldfish. So, All right, when we talked about earlier about that saxophone, well, here it comes. This clip's kind of long. I'm like, but... I mean, listen I think to George that. Michael uh, found in the... Sounds like a soft corner. Right? Like, hold on, hold on. Shh. Okay. If, let's just pretend for a minute. Let's just play this game. Had I not told you that this came from this movie and I just started playing that, you would all have assumed that this came from an 80s yeah. porn or something. I would have started taking off my clothes. Right. I would have said commando. I mean, like this, <laughs> like, this legit sounds like something from Lethal Weapon because Lethal Weapon had all that crap. Oh, yeah. 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 This oh, is yeah. when Riggs is uh Riggs is like, his, yeah, he's sitting in his moonlit thing naked after having sex with the pretty blonde. And they're and having he's got a bottle of booze and his gun and he's just sitting there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just and they're just hanging out and <laughs> he's he's reminiscing of the days with his old wife and he's he's got his dog there hanging out and he's smoking a cigarette. And all the bars and all the world, you have to right? walk them out. I mean, jeez. And the, there, there, and the there are a couple weird, moments that make uh, make you feel like noir, you know? Yeah. Uh, just with that music. Especially and, with that, yeah. And the thing is, is that in that scene, they're shopping. I mean, it's, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they're at the uh, little, uh, I, I don't know, I said bread shop. I don't know, just because the last movie had a bread shop. <laughs> <laughs> You're still excited about, the, sad about those roles. I am, damn it. <laughs> no, but no, like they're literally like, they're, they're window shopping. I just it just it seems so strange to me. You know what the music they should have played over that? They should have played this. So they're walking around window shopping with this. <laughs> okay, sorry. That was a callback to Amazing Spider-Man. I just like that music for some reason. It gets me excited. Um I like the way she said no. What the These guys with bowler hats all over the goddamn place. Did you warn him? What? No. Did you warn him? No. Then he knew you were going to betray him. No. Like, no. But that no, music. No, that's... no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, no. But I like that music in the background. They're clapping in the thing. And it's just kind of fun music was going on. I just I just like that. But I also, another part of the, that, that clip that made me laugh was that the two white guys at the controller, one said something and then the other one finished his sentence. Like, Aw, you guys have been working with each other so long that you're finishing each other's sentences. You know? I mean, just... just what the, what the, what the, what the, These guys with bowler hats. All over the goddamn place. Like, really? That's <laughs> <laughs> just... Anyway, just made me laugh. And then they stop and look at each other and go, Bowler hats? Aw. Yeah. How do you... I thought even... you never paid attention to me. Oh, yeah. 
Nice. And this was my last one. Again, Dennis Leary just being Dennis Leary. But look, the week before I met you, I nailed two crooked real estate agents and a guy who was beating his kids to death. So if some Houdini wants to snatch a couple swirls of paint that are really only important to some very silly rich people, I don't really give a damn. <laughs> you just, again, this classic Dennis Leary. You know, I just, I, I again, I like it when he says stuff because he has an interesting voice and interesting outlook. And you'd almost, you, you could almost see him as a person saying that as well. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, and that, that might even be a trope, like the cop that doesn't care about the assignment trope because it's beneath him, kind of a thing. Like I don't, I don't. Yeah, but he sure seemed to care about it during the movie until that point. Well, well he was trying to get he, with Rene Russo, and then he, he couldn't. Yeah. And he was, but he literally just said, "I didn't capture that part of the clip." But he literally, she's like. Why did you push so hard? Because because he pissed me off. I mean, he literally said that because he he kind of made a fool of him and it pissed him off. But once he kind of once the painting was back, he didn't care. That's why he said that. I just that was a cool cool bit. Cool. Ed, there's your clips. Um, uh, was hey I, I got my finger almost on the button. Was there a montage in this movie? Um, I don't think there was. Was there? Was, really. Would you call? Oh, ki- well, kind of the traveling montage. Yeah, cause, you know, because they, you know, because they're on the plane, and then all of a sudden they're in the car, and but they're not. Nah, no, well, you could almost no. say it kind of with the uh, the thieves the first time. You know, they're breaking out. No, and that's just a, no. that's just a series of scenes. Usually, you think yeah. of a montage where there's like a lot of things happening at one time to pass a long period of time. Okay. All right. Fine. I got. We got to get a movie. I want to hit that button again. Jeez, it's gonna get rusty on my iPad. It's not gonna work anymore. Although, would you say the sex scene was a montage? No. 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 Damn. Nice try. Yeah. 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 Tried. No, it's okay. just a sex scene. I mean, if you have a montage they, they of sex house, scenes, I mean, you know. But like, if it was like showing sex scenes from like fifteen different occurrences, you know, yeah, like. The the first time she comes over, and then the third time, and then this time, and then that time, and like they're in different places all over the the house and the city, and and it all leads up to the grand finale sex scene. Like then maybe we could do a montage of sex scenes. I don't know. Uh, that, that sounds like <laughs> but a then fun. You have to you have to take the A team theme and put it with a bunch of saxophone. But oh, I can do that. You ready for this? Here we go. Hold on. Oh no. Let's see if I can no, do this. No. Give me a sec. Here we go. Ready? Oh no. Okay. <laughs> Son, uh, fun with soundboard. Uh, oh no, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. So out of ten, right? Yeah, out of ten. Chad, how many bowler hat paintings out of ten would you give this movie? Uh, probably a strong six and a half, seven. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. I all mean, right. Okay. I, Sorry. I, was, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Good. I, was, I thought I was, it was fun. I was drinking some water. Good. Okay. Uh, six. So you said, well, which one is it? Because Sam needs to know for the official records. Um. How about a uh, six point seven two one seven one nine zero two one zero? So six point seven. You got that, Sam? Uh, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. Six point no. eight. Six point eight because it, he rounds up to. You know, six, it. So you're gonna go with IMDb and say six point eight. Am I going? Is that what IMDb is? Yep. Well, then I want 6.7. 6.7. Doesn't want to conform. Yeah, it's 6.7. 6.7. Okay. Corny. 
uh, oh, I gotta get back to my script. How many brass knuckle switchblades would you give? Hmm. Well, I, I do believe I'd give it a. <laughs> what is this voice? <laughs> I don't know. It was a, it was a bad, bad Pierce. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> How many bad Pierce Brosman imitations are you gonna give this corny? Right. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, let's see. I do believe I'd give it. Uh... <laughs> I give it seven bad Pierce Brosnan impressions. Uh, it's, it's it's good, like rich British dude, but I don't think it sounds like Pierce. But, no, it doesn't. I'm uh, sorry. I'll, I'll have to work on this more. I'm sorry. Hopefully, you won't have to. But <laughs> you never know when you need a good Pierce Brosnan to get you out of trouble. I guess. Um, so, would you say seven? Yeah, I give it seven. Okay, uh, Sam. How many sinking boats would you give it? <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably give it, uh, let's say, uh, six see-through dresses and one painting in a fire. So seven. <laughs> seven. Man, when she set that, that thing on fire, I was so upset. I was like, what? What? It could be, like, worth something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, to somebody. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, it was a, a lot of fun, and it kind of held up. There are so like, we, you know, we, of course, picked it apart like crazy just because that's what we do. Right. But it's a fun little movie to sit down and enjoy, and... Did you notice his flip phone, his StarTac flip phone that he pulled out <laughs> when that when the glider landed? He just pulled out the flip phone. I thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, um, way to go, nineteen ninety nine. Except for that saxophone music, um, <laughs> I, I would probably give it. Um, yeah, I'd probably give it a seven. Uh, StarTac cell phones out of of ten. I I I had a good time. It was fun. Just because there was a lot of nudity doesn't mean that. I mean, I despite or because of the nudity, I had a good time. Uh, what, however, well, this, wanna... whole, this podcast is going to be known as the uh, Renee Rene Russo's uh, ass. Well, we did we, we did see, get to see a lot of uh, Pierce Brosnan ass too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, equal opportunity ass right. movie. I wonder if he did a butt double because there are some people that have been known to do butt doubles. Anyway, uh, I, I have a butt double actually. <laughs> I don't want to know. Is that's like a medical condition? It looks condition like or? your face. Medical oh. condition. Jeez. Oh. Oh. Wow. It does, actually. Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> so our top three. So we decided to do Pierce Brosnan, or I, I decided we're going to do Pierce Brosnan top three movies. So, Ch- Chad, your top three Pierce Bros- Brosnan uh, movies. Goldeneye. Okay. Yep. And then... It's kind of hairy. You're on out. So that's your number one. Um, I'm gonna have to go with um, Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay, because it doesn't suck quite as bad as the other two. Right. Um, that's true. And it has Jeffrey Rush as the bad guy. Right. It's kind of cool. And the yeah, the other two are just hot garbage. <laughs> Really um, hot, pretty, except for that. Really hot. Except well, for except the one for the really hot girls. Well, I was going to say, except for the um, the fact that one of them is like in Antarctica, then that's just cold garbage. But yeah, yeah, that one's cold garbage. Ah, I see what you did there. Right. I don't like it. But then the plane at the end of the movie is on fire, and planes don't burn; they just explode. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so back to hot garbage. So yeah, they're hot garbage. So hot garbage. Yeah. And then as a number three, we're going to go back to my old uh, um, guilty pleasure and. Uh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks, yes. Isn't that where they put a, his head on a dog or something? Yes. <laughs> I think it's I hilarious. It. Do what? Was it a chihuahua? Uh, it a chihuahua? I thought so. Or maybe that they put the woman on the chihuahua and they just disconnected his head. Either way. 
It's a terrible movie, but it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, Corny. All right. Well, uh, actually, I, I changed one of them out. Um, Golden no. Eye. You know, obviously, because it was actually a really good film. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. Yep. Hello. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and uh, oddly enough, uh, it, it, I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but uh, Mamma Mia. Oh, dude. <laughs> Are you okay. kidding me? Okay, I'm going to. Minus 10 points. Yeah, okay, hold yeah. on. Hold on. The three of us are going to get fussed at later on in an email. Well, mainly me in an email later about my opinion not matching someone else's, and I <laughs> ripped them for it. But Piers Brosnan is terrible in Mamma Mia. Okay? <laughs> it is the worst auto tuning I have ever heard in a movie. When. Oh, I have- Absolutely, but I. I mean, if you like the movie, that's Meryl Streep. No, and that's fine, and that's and that's fine, and and the movie itself actually isn't that bad. And I've, I've I have two have seen it. It actually isn't that bad. And Amanda Seyfried or Seyfried, whatever, she's very pretty and and she's a good singer. And so anything yeah, I, she's I in, actually I'm, turned that movie off. I, I did not make it through that movie. I, I only watched like the last thirty minutes because it was on at the house. So, but yeah. when Pierce Brosnan Brosnan started singing, it is horrific. Like I was on the other side of the house, Sarah had it playing, and I ran in and I said, "What am I hearing?" <laughs> and she says, "What? It's 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 James Bond singing." And I said, "It's terrible. That is so auto tuned." And, and of course, and I and I I can hear that. I know how to hear that because I was an audio engineer major. Like I'm trained to hear that. It's terrible. Like I don't know how another audio engineer who did this movie didn't say, "Hey, boss, this is really bad. I can't make it any better because he sucks at singing. Why did you get him?" And not someone else. Uh, I mean, anyway. he was Bond. I guess he's anyway. Sorry, Corny, but Mommy is a it's an okay film, but he's terrible. Or he's he's a terrible singer in that movie. You're you're number one or three or whatever. So Actually, your opinion like, isn't uh, wrong. It's just just flawed. <laughs> just flawed. <laughs> right, just flawed. <laughs> I have a flawed opinion. I do or Corny's. Mine. I okay, Corny's. Okay, good. What, what's your last one, Corny? Oh, it was um, Mamma Mia was the last one that I. Wait, you only said two. I said Golden Eye. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Corny or Sam? (laughs) All right. Well, um, I'm gonna have to say, you know, Golden Eye is, you know, it was really hard to come up with a Pierce Brosnan, uh, top three. There was he hasn't. (laughs) I thought he was in a lot more movies than he has been. Me too. I I, enjoy. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I was very surprised, but. uh, I have Miss Doubtfire in mind, mm-hmm. and another guilty pleasure from the '90s, which is a terrible movie. I didn't put Mars Attacks. I guess that would be a, a uh, an honorable mention. But Dante's Peak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Dante's Peak. I do too. It's it, so bad. It, I want that truck. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, with the snorkel. Yeah. It I, can drive through lava. <laughs> it kind of does, actually. That you yep. said that, it kind of does. So that that movie came out like the same summer or the same year as Volcano with yep. uh, Tommy Lee oh, Jones yeah, and right. and Anne Heche. And, and I like that one too, though. But they're that's both one of the weird things. I like both of those movies. Yeah, Dante's Peak is a better movie, but Volcano is is a guilty pleasure of mine. It's kind of fun, but it's not a good movie. It doesn't no. hold up at all. No, no neither uh, of them do really. Uh, Don, I think Dante's Peak holds up a little better. It's just kind of that action thriller, Mother Nature is in charge kind of a movie. Um, yeah. 
So anyway, but yeah. I still wonder why in the world that person had to jump out of the boat. Why did grandma have to jump out of the boat? Why did someone have to jump out? It's the same reason. They were so apparently close to to land, you know. It's the same reason why Jack wouldn't get on the the piece of door, you know, in Titanic. Um, All right. Well, so I have two of the three there. Two of their. Obviously, I put Goldeneye, the only good Bond film that he did. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They should have been like, hey, that was a good film. You're done. We're going to get somebody else now. But I only did one. Yep. And it's, I don't think it was his problem. I think it was more of a writing problem. I guess. It, my, my issue was is that they progressively got more ridiculous. Yeah. That movie, to me, was the only quote-unquote believable one. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing ridiculous in that film. Yeah, he drives a tank through Russia. Fine. Or Moscow. But you know what I'm saying? Like... You don't have guys that can't feel pain because of a thing, or you don't have um, Korean dudes that have diamonds in their face, or yeah. newspaper guys who want to blow up the world in a super boat. Like, none of that is realistic <laughs> at all. This one is just a former agent turned bad guy. Like, well, we've seen that. We've seen it made that. Sense. We've seen that movie before, but um, in, in dozens of other movies. But. I think what hurt, what's really hurt the Bond franchise was the follow, was the, uh, the dissolution, the, the, the communism the, crashing, communism crashing, right into yeah. the Cold War. I think that's re- that's really what, what is what has hurt. It also killed James the Jack Bond. Ryan franchise. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The common enemy, you know, kind of missing that that yeah. whole thing. Yeah, you can only use North Korea so much. Right. Well, they did it really well, and Olympus has fallen. So. Yeah. Um, so I put Golden Eye, Mrs. Doubtfire, and then the third one I put just because he's not necessarily he's actually pretty good in it. It's the movie called Remember Me, and he plays Robert Pattinson's father. Uh he he's only in the movie for about twelve minutes. But he's actually I really, I've never even heard of that. Uh, basically the it, remember it's it's a it's a Robert Pattinson movie where uh he's he's a he's a teenager. He has uh his 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 father is is kind of um He's kind of a business asshole kind of guy. He's Thomas Crown, actually. He basically plays the same character. It's just, um, and Robert Pattinson's mother is killed in a mugging on a subway. And so he's just, Pattinson's angry at the world. Uh, is that right? I can't remember. Actually, that's not right. Either his, mo- his mom dies somehow. And then his, um, anyway, so then he meets a girl who's, whose mom was killed in the mug in a subway and they, form this really interesting relationship. It's kind of a, it's not a rom-com, but it's a love story kind of a thing. And, um, and then the, the, the sad twist at the end of the movie is that he finally gets to get on good terms with his dad and his dad's like, Hey, meet me for lunch. You know, I'm going to get you a job. And he meets him for lunch and it just happens to be in tower one of the world, the world trade center on September 11th. And so the end of the movie is Pierce Brosnan with just his daughter. And, and so anyway, sad movie spoiler. Sorry. So anyway, yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of a depressing movie, but it's actually not. It's again, um, it was actually one of those where if Robert Pattinson was going to win an Oscar anytime soon, it would have been for that. He was actually pretty good at it. Um, it just I'm gonna take did a quick, he twinkle? No, quick tangent though. Of the three of those idiots that are in that Twilight crap, Robert Pattinson <laughs> is the only one that can act legit. <laughs> Taylor Lautner is horrific in everything that he's touched since. And there's a reason why his career has died. Kristen yeah. Stewart is horrific in everything that she has done since panic room. She's terrible. 
The only reason why she was in the Huntsman, Snow White and the Huntsman, is because she was banging the director. So, literally. So, Robert Pattinson, he did that. And he did Water for Elephants, and he's done a couple other things. He's actually a legitimate actor, even though in that stupid Twilight thing, he twinkles. Sorry if I offended uh, our few female listeners out there, if that means anything to you. but Or guy listeners that like Twilight. I don't know. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, Chad. Um, I hate you. So that's it, right? So, I really hate you. So so that's it, right? We're going to call that a show? Okay, good. Um, next week, what are we watching? Did we watch anything fun this week? Yes, we did. Uh, we did. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Um, we'll do that, yeah. So all four of us watched X-Men Days of Future Past, which I still Not think, all at the same time, mind you. Not all at the same time. I went with my wife yesterday. The three guys went um, with each other on Sunday. And Minus one of us. Wait, Not according to Facebook. Wait, what? The three amigos. So. Yeah, that's what I said. The three of y'all went on Sunday. I went yesterday with my wife. Yeah. I literally yes. just... Anyway, I said that. Oh. Um, so we all saw X-Men Days of Future Past. So, again, which I still think is a stupid name. Um, so I guess we have to make the decision, and we're going to make it on air right now. Do we want to do a spoiler cast for it next week? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, we do, we actually. Chad? I don't know. Children of the Corn sounding really you shut your good. damn mouth, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why Corny wants to do it. <laughs> Push it back one more week. Well, I think, I think Corny, you're in luck, because I think we're going to do it. Um, <laughs> I, I think it'll be fun to talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to do it. So we're going to give more fair warning, just like we did last time. We're going to spoil it. We're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to talk about how, um, uh, what's your name? Um, Emma Watson, how she dies. Oh, wait. Ha <laughs> Did it again. Or Emma Stone had Emma Watson. No, Hermione's okay. Sorry. What? Um, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> so the special thanks goes out to, uh, oh, wait. Uh, what are we doing? So we're doing that next week. Cool. So yeah, that's it, right? Good. I'm spared another week. All you right. You are spared one more week, Corny. So. One more, one more week. week. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke that only about eight people will ever get. Um, all right. Well, special thanks this week goes out to allposters.com. Oh, email, email. Oh, sorry, Steve. Hold on, Steve. Hold <laughs> yeah, on. I need to hear this email. What's up? Uh, yeah, we have emails this week. Okay, so this first email comes from Alana, Alana Smith, Alana. I don't know. She has a pretty cool email. Her email address is moviechickforever. That's kind of cool. Hi, guys. Love the show. Forever. Yeah. Uh, Hi, guys. Love the show. You all seem to have fun together. I recently seen Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club. I'd really like to hear you do a show on one of those. Keeps the laugh. Keep the laughs coming. So uh, Breakfast Club would be fun. Yeah, the Breakfast Club, I think, isn't it streaming? I don't know. Corny? Is it streaming? Yes, it is. It is. All right. Let's tuck that in there somewhere after Children of the Corn. Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of real, real quick, um, they just dropped uh, like Into Darkness and a couple other movies and Sneakers put in there. So uh, I, I kind of want to do Into Darkness and Sneakers and and there was a couple other ones that that popped in there that because there's some of those movies that are in there that are going to be in there forever that we're doing. But yeah, I'd like to get. I'd like to maybe do Into Darkness while it's still because right? it, I don't. Who knows how long it'll last? Because um, the 09 one was on Netflix for about like four weeks before they kicked it off. It's weird. 
Well, I'm thinking Children of the Corn can be moved back. Nope. I think we really need to do that in two nope, weeks. Nope. I, I think <laughs> really, I really think we'll really feeling it. Um. So thanks, Alana, for the email. I appreciate it. Alana. I'm sorry for saying it wrong. I don't know. Um. So thank you for your email. That was very appreciated. Our girl Jennifer. Hey, send Jennifer. A, send in an email, Jennifer. Hi. Um, you've become our most uh, devoted fan. I'd probably say. Um, you, you're well. Anyway, in response to the last <laughs> podcast, wow, we're sorry. Wow, in so many ways, Uh-oh. we're sorry. Um, I'll take the blame on this one. This is totally my fault. And she even she, Sean, sorry. I'm sorry. He's uh, very, very sorry. So here, okay, ready? This is her email. In some some ways, as good as it gets. In the description as a chick flick. In some ways, as good as it gets is, in description, a chick flick. Okay. As much as I enjoy hearing you guys bitch and moan, I was actually hoping you'd happen upon any of my other recommendations that I sent along. (laughs) This is, she's physically, like if she could physically aim at me, she would be pointing a finger at me saying, I distinctly remember typing. A few that I have seen on Netflix include Can't Hardly Wait, Drinking Buddies, The Artist, Chasing Amy, Punch Drunk Love, etc. So, Sean, you can't say I didn't give you options. <laughs> I told you she's she's angry at me. But as but so you all know, As Good As It Gets wasn't even near my list of good movies, let alone my rom-com movies. A rom-com should have a happy ending. This movie was far from that as best as can be. I'd say try again, boys, but I'm sure I'm not sure when you'd be able to fit in another chick flick into your schedule. I'm which, thinking right before, uh, which is a really nice way. <laughs> which is a really nice way, I think, of her saying that you guys are idiots and I don't trust you. Um, <laughs> so I'm still here and I'm still enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work. Keep having. She she actually gives each one of us a little saying. Um, I'll, I'll do that off air. Uh, keep having fun, guys. You're one fan, which I think Jen. Uh, we know at least have two. Alana's there, so we're gonna say our first female listener, uh, Jen. So thank you, first, Jen, the first lady of the podcast, our if few, you will. The, uh, no, because <laughs> wouldn't that be like my wife or something? Well, you know, like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> because she's contractually obligated to, to yeah. like it. Oh, my wife. The state says she must. Uh, no, she. Yeah, she, she actually. States that. She actually wants very little to do with this podcast. I mean, anyway, it's fine. I think she actually asked the first question in about three months. So, how's the podcast going? So, uh, so thanks, Jen. I really, we really appreciate the email. Thank you for sticking in, sticking up with us, and um, we'll do better. We will try to do better. So next week, we're gonna spoil the hell out of X Men, and hopefully, you'll have a good time with that. Cool. Now we're done, right? Good. Okay, time okay. to do this. Okay, Steve, you're back on. Okay. Special thanks. Special thanks goes out to allposters.com for sponsoring the show. Check them out at allposters.com. Uh, they've got a bunch of cool art. Um, I almost uh, bought my dad for my dad's birthday was yesterday. I almost bought him a um, a, uh, a Star Wars poster because my dad's a big – he likes Star Wars. Uh, and he has the original um, London Symphony Press of um, LP record that he likes to listen to. So – Anyway, uh, Sight and Sound AV at sightandsoundnc.com. They gave me some of the gear. I appreciate it. Uh, Steve Everett for his intro and outro music. I apologize. I had to pause you earlier, Steve. Check him out at steveeverett.net. Leave us a review on iTunes. We would love to read them and see them and count them and hug them. So leave us a review there. We're also on Stitcher. 
So go to Stitcher.com, look for us. Uh, there you go. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Follow us on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Please send us your emails at 2 Reviews at gmail.com. Check out our website at CheapSeatReviews.com. And on behalf of Chad, Corny, Sam, I'm Sean saying good night and don't get stabbed in the face with a switchblade brass knuckle. Just another bad impression. Yeah. So I figured out the name of the movie. My, okay. my What's alternate name. The Booby Switcheroo. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, well man. done. That's great. <laughs>